What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the first podcast of 2023 with a very special guest, Mr. Ryder Rouse, welcome back to the show. Let's go. Excited to be here. This is podcast three. I know. And you have honestly been, uh, you've seen the transition from the very first podcast where I I think I forgot to record. Yeah, we just had the audio (laughs) version. To kind of like that second one where we kind of like, you know, continue to make great content and now we are here. Yeah. Um, since you are welcome, coming back to the show, we kind of like have gone through some of your back history and that sort of thing. So the format for this podcast is actually going to be a little bit different. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. But for those people that don't know, tell me a little bit about who Ryder Rouse, Ryder with Ryder is. That's right. So Ryder Rouse, I'm from Waycross, but I went to school here in Statesboro, um, got my degree here, learned uh, the real estate game while I was in Statesboro. Um, so now I'm a real estate agent in Waycross. Um, I'm dabbling in investing now, flipping a house, um, and just kind of learning the trials and tribulations of real estate right now. You know, uh, I mentioned this story very early on, but, um, you know, back when you were in school, would see you at the gym and always had this tenacity about you, right? You were always, uh, very consistent, disciplined, and that shows through your work now. Yeah. Um, you also had a brief stint where you were doing some fitness content yeah, yeah. and you're still putting out some stuff. I recently yeah. saw a, a YouTube, uh, a YouTube top video 10. where yeah. you're top 10 tips of, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, 2023. Yeah. So I've kind of found this mixture of fitness and real estate content because, um, Ryan Serhant, he's the top real estate agent in the U S basically. And he said something to where he was like, you're real estate and what just saying it to the general public. So find your two things like that you want to be known for. So my thing is real estate and fitness. Those are the two my two passions. Okay. Um, so if I was just uploading real estate content, I feel like that kind of bores people. Mm-hmm. So now I provide kind of a mixture um, and show my life and you know re- uh, real estate. That's awesome. Uh, you know, yeah. having a mix there really brings uh, some personality to it. It's not just kind of like just the, oh, yeah. I do real estate. And yeah. it's so interesting right now in this current state that we're in mm-hmm. where it's something that's like necessary, right? Like yeah. I think, you know, social media has really driven us to really show our lives in a, right. a way that previously you didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's totally necessary these days. Um, like I said, I went through with fitness. I was an online coach for a while, so I was really blasting social media about that. Um, but now it's more just to educate people. Um, I'm not coaching right now. I'm solely um, doing real estate as far as to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just purely enjoy and I'm super passionate about fitness and health um, because I think it translate translates into life itself. Um, and health is so important um, to me, and I think it should be to everyone else. That's awesome. You know, uh, there's another thing that you're really passionate about, and that is content creation. Man, I I honestly, from uh, looking like from uh, social, I see your content all the time, and you definitely Mm -hmm. have a passion for it. Uh, Where do you think that's coming from? I think I'm just addicted to growth in social media um, and kind of just documenting uh, my life and business-wise. 
um, I've always enjoyed talking to the camera um, and connecting with people because you can only connect with so many people in person, shake so many hands. So when you deliver content, it's unlimited. Yep. I mean, you're throwing it out there um, and kind of seeing what sticks and you're delivering it to these people and so many people are seeing it. Even if they're not liking it right away, they're seeing it and they will connect with you sooner or later. Tell me about your favorite piece of content that you put out in 2022. Yes, yeah, so I don't think I have a specific piece of content, but I think I dove more into short form content um, because I think that is the future. That's a cop out. Now. That's a cop out. Give me, give me your favorite piece of content for 2022. Which one did you feel was like, boom, like that was so much fun? Well, okay. So if I did have um, a favorite piece, um, I think was doing the property source. So that is a long form piece of content that I do. Um, and I enjoy going to these nice listings, nice houses and doing it. Um, so one of my favorite pieces of content was a house that I did in St. Simon's. Um, it was four levels, four stories, um, super cool house. And that really popped off on Facebook and, you know, opened more eyes for people, it showed more people what I do. Um, so that video kind of popped off, and then um, I started keep going with uh, with those tours. Yeah, tell me about what type of impact those type of th- those type yeah. of content yeah. have for your brand. Yeah. So no one else in my area does these type of videos. And it kind of gives the the consumers a different visual of the house um, because we see normal listing pictures on Facebook, on Zillow, stuff like that. So people can see that. But when you're going through the house, when they can see it on a video and they want to hear you talk is another thing. But when they're seeing you talk and they're seeing the house, it creates more of a um, excitement to the buyer and the consumer. Um, And it also gives them a perception of if they want to live there or not. Yeah. Give me an idea of how many eyes, um, you know, from because one thing that's great about social that you don't really achieve in other platforms Mm -hmm. or other means of advertising is Mm -hmm. being able to see the actual statistics. Yeah. How many views did it get? Yeah, so on average on my Facebook, usually they get uh, three to 5,000 views. Wow. Typically. Um, so the St. Simons one actually went above 5,000. Okay. I don't even know what it's up to now. Um, but that one was, uh, was really popular because the nicer houses, the more upscale houses tend to do better. Um, it's just kind of what people, um, you know, they want to see. Yeah. So that's, that's really been my focus. And I enjoy going to tour these houses. That's one of my favorite things is going in houses, seeing the different styles Uh and talking about it because it helps me learn more about houses and just better at talking to the camera and connecting with people. Tell me about kind of what your style, if you had to, you know, build a custom home yourself, what what are you putting in that thing? So I'm more of a contemporary type of uh, vibe. Like I like the white, uh, like white inside, you know, white appliance, like white cabinetry, Brand new appliances, pretty much modern. When you say when you say contemporary, are you talking about like a modern style? Yeah, not like a. I'm not too big on the farmhouse (laughs) style. Not 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 sliding doors or nothing. (laughs) Um, But I'm big into like art. Like I want art in my house, um, white with like colorful art. Okay, I love those type of houses for some reason. So white, black, you know, keeping it uh, very modern. Like so minimalistic. Would you say? Yeah. Like, you know, just super clean, right? Yeah, white, black look, yeah. And you mentioned art. So what's kind of like there? Like what type of art do you like? 
Yeah, so I love um, just like cur- colorful art that sticks out in a house. Um, I've I've became like kind of big into art lately. Yeah, and then just kind of you know designing a house that's not so ordinary. Uh, um, here, here's a test for you. Uh, you know what are your top artists out there? Ah man, that's tough. Oh, I don't on, know. I don't, I don't know a specific artist, <laughs> but uh, I'm just addicted to looking at art, man. I, that's yeah. became one of my hobbies here lately. Is just like really cool. Yeah. Uh, so. Best trips for this year, this yeah. past year. Yeah. So, um, so I actually went on my first trip by myself, um, and it was for a real estate convention, uh, for a social media type event. Um, so it was in Las Vegas. I traveled to Las Vegas, stayed there for three or four days by myself. Um, and it was a cool experience. Uh, paid like a thousand dollars for a ticket to this event. Um, but it was totally worth it. It's, it was one of those events to where, um, a famous, uh, Instagram guy put it on. So, um, you know, you're always iffy on those events that they're going to be worth it or not, because they're usually kind of expensive. Um, so I went, and just kind of lone wolfed it and ended up connecting with a ton of people there. So I think it's so important to get out of your comfort zone. And it's not totally what you learn at these events, it's who you meet. Mm. And I actually met a company out there, um, a wholesaling company who I got connected with. And I'm actually, they actually gave me a listing um, just the other day. Yeah. So that paid for itself. Yeah. The trip. And I also connected with a, um, some more different people we're connected through social media and we're talking pretty much on a daily basis so for for someone that you know is maybe on the fence thinking about whether or not they should make the investment in, mm-hmm. cuz you see these classes all the time right yeah, yeah. um how how does one decipher whether or not the class is worth it, right? I, I think yeah. I, I struggle with that too. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's these programs out there that are extremely costly. You're yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. crap, how are you charging this? I want to charge classes yeah, exactly. for that amount. That's what I want to do, yeah. right? So, you know, how do you make that determination of whether or not it's worth it? Yeah, so I only want to go to events for to people um, or for people who put it on that I believe in mm. and that I kind of see myself wanting to you know, kind of be like them. Gotcha. Um, so the the guy that I went to see was Ryan Pineda. He's just a real estate guy, uh, big into social media, stuff like that. So I think at whatever career path you're in, you have to invest in yourself at first, double down, even though the price may scare you, I think it's worth the investment to go and learn. And that's only going to help you. Mm-hmm. So don't be as scared to take that risk. Um, and then you know, I, th- I think it's totally worth it to just go roll the dice and see what happens. Favorite story of 2022 or favorite experience? Yeah. So I think it was buying my first investment property. Oh, um, what? congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. So we were actually at um, the company I work for. We, we, we meet on Wednesday mornings. Um, and talk about new listings, new upcoming listings and all. So, um, my uh, the guy I work for, he was talking about a new listing that he had, and he said penthouse, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. what? In Waycross, can yeah. we live in this penthouse? Like, is it cool? Um, so the next day, I went and looked at it, 
and uh, put in the offer the same day. Yeah. Um, so why did you, actually, what made you love that piece of property? So I just get this gut feeling and I got the gut feeling. I was like, I have to have this. Um, the price scared me, but I was like, I got to double down. I got to do this. It's not only am I going to enjoy it now, but it's also going to be a great investment in the future. Um, so it's actually a hair salon on the bottom and okay. a penthouse slash apartment on the top, a two bedroom, two bath um, apartment. So full on hair salon on the bottom. So I bought the hair salon with the penthouse. So I live upstairs and now I'm trying to um, create and bring in more hairstylists to keep the hair salon flourishing. Did you ever think that you were going to be in the salon business? No, no. <laughs> Like I said, I literally, the next day I made the decision, I was like, I'm just pulling the trigger. What do I have to lose? You know, like yeah. I'm 25. Love it. You know, love it. So is this your first investment property? Yeah, it is. So uh, before that, a couple months before that, I bought my first house flip. So you can kind of say that that's an investment property, but you're just flipping it, you know, a quick flip and get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this, you know, it's one of those things where you hold on to for a while. Um, so yeah, I would consider this my first investment property, and it's kind of a double investment property, two in one, basically. You you mentioned this concept of gut feeling. Yeah. How? What would you describe it as? Right? Because you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there, like they go through life and they're kind of like experiencing life. Yeah. Um, and there's something you know that makes them want to take the leap. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that has something to do with that gut feeling. Yeah, right. it does. And I think if if you feel that gut feeling, like I, I, I do with different stuff, um, whether it's content, real estate, anything, if I get that gut feeling, I'm most likely going to pull the trigger and just see what happens. Mm. I've always been kind of good at that. Um, I think, uh, what do you call it, para- analyst by... Uh, paralysis paralysis by analysis yes analysis paralysis yeah yeah that I think a lot of people struggle with that and um, I think that that can hurt you I think it's very important um, to just pull the trigger and see what happens you're either gonna it's either gonna be a great experience or um, an epic outcome yeah you know so um, just pull the trigger and bet on yourself believe in yourself that it, that you can make it work and just go do it yeah. so I've always been confident in myself to, to make it work no matter what uh, how is the salon going it's going good. So um, the salon was active before I bought it. So I kind of, I just bought it and kept things going like they were. So it's been smooth and I'm in the process of um, trying to bring in more hairstylists. Never thought I'd be trying to recruit hairstylists, but here we are um, out here trying to trying to recruit. And how is that? How is that? It's challenging because you want to bring the right people in that, that fit the energy and the vibe that um, that you're looking, looking to create. Yeah. Um, so... You want to avoid drama, avoid it, – it's a it's a tricky thing. Um, but, Salons are known for drama. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to be careful, but um, I want to create a cool place, and I'm on the way to doing that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like transition. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about 2022. Yeah. Uh, in this current state, what is what are the things that excite you? Well, actually, before we get there – What's your viewpoint of, you know, the current state of the economy right now? Mm-hmm. So real estate has taken a nosedive downward mm. um, right now, which we could kind of foresee, you know, it, four to five months ago, it was just hot. I yeah. mean, any, you, my grandma could come in here and sell a house. <laughs> it, it required zero effort. But now 
agents are having to put forth the effort. Um, and it, it is super tough right now because interest rates are higher. Um, pri- house prices are decreasing because less buyer attraction. Um, so it's tough. You really got to get out there. And my goal right now is to double down on content and go back to sort of the basics when I started in real estate, making those calls, doing the dirty work. And like I said, really doubling down on content because being, I read something the other day where during these tough times, the ones who are most visible are the ones that's going to succeed. Yeah. So I'm doubling down. Awesome. Uh, I'm super excited for that. So tell, give me an idea of like what what that means, right? When you say it's kind of, it's slowed, it's nosedive. Mm-hmm. You know, before like you were closing, like everybody was closing all the time, Yeah. right? And one of the reasons I think that that's changed is because, I mean, obviously interest rates have mm-hmm. completely like gone up, mm-hmm. right? And I think that if I'm not mistaken, within the next couple, this, this next year, I think that they are supposed to hold there uh, or potentially go up a little bit more. Yeah. So in this, I guess like, you know, what is that, how... What, how does that impact a real estate agent? Yeah, so it's tougher to find buyers. Um, mm. For one, interest rates are higher, um, but the media is another thing that scares people. I mean, we, we see these articles coming out all the time that's just that's scaring people from buying houses. So I think a lot of people are just scared um, and nervous about what's going to happen. With a mixture of the holidays, um, it's it tends to be slow around December. Um, but I think that it will pick back up um, in the spring. But the media is really just scaring a ton of people. Um, we still have people buying houses, but I think the I think it's down nationwide. Transactions are like twenty seven to thirty percent right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's definitely down. So it's important important to be seen right now as an agent. Yeah, and then you are. What steps are you taking to make sure that you are visible? Man, I am recording a lot of content. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my goal is to put out like two to three reels a day. Um, oh, wow. Just trying to, trying to be seen. And it's tough to constantly come up with content. Um, but I just am, am really focused on short form content mixed with the property tour videos. Um, but the short form has became really popular because we've seen, you know, people's attention spans we can't last through a video. So um, it's important to, to get it in what you're going to say and uh, really attract people to that video um, because people are watching videos now. So that's what I'm trying to do is just put out at so many short form videos that people see me every time they pull up Facebook or Instagram. I love that. So let's kind of, this is an area that I think that we both can talk a lot about yeah. uh, just because, you know, I'm also in this same space. Yeah. I don't nearly put as much uh, content as you do, yeah. uh, but, you but know, you're still doing a ton. I, I appreciate that. So let's talk about, you know, what makes a great short form, what makes a great piece of short form content? Yeah. So the most important thing to me is the hook. So the first three seconds have to be something that's really going to jump out at someone. If it doesn't jump, people are going to keep scrolling. Mm -hmm. So you have to say something or be kind of controversial to, you know, jump out there. Yeah. For example, like the the Andrew Tate, a little off topic, but Andrew Tate has exploded recently because he's so controversial. Yeah. Um, so it can be a good thing or a bad thing, but it's going to make you stand out amongst the rest. You know, I think, you know, this, these, I, I always say like the battlefield is in these first three seconds when I'm yeah. talking to my editors, when I'm working with them, it's these three seconds are super critical. And one of the things I would kind of, if you have interest in content, if you want to create content for those people, entrepreneurs out there that want to create content for the business. And I would urge any sort of business, any sort mm-hmm. of brand, anything that you are doing in current in the current age, you have to create content. You have to. You have to. 
And, you know, one of the things I would say is like, number one, you have to consume. Right? Yeah. yeah. The more that you consume yourself, the better that you have an understanding of what's going out there. Yeah. So I, I have a question. How much, how much, <laughs> how much social media do you consume? Yeah. Be honest. So, so I consume a ton. <laughs> You, you're right, though, because you have to watch content because uh, content creators bounce off of each other. I get an idea from another agent, yeah. and they get an idea from me. Yeah. So it's just you're bouncing topics off of each other. So you're kind of just recreating the content yeah. in a different form um, and just kind of re-saying it. Well, I think another huge portion of it is not only like when you're consuming, I, I, I always ask my team to consider their own behavior yeah. while they're consuming. Because, you know, what will make you stop, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. like then you'll start understanding, okay, yes, this clip made me stay and yeah. watch through if yeah. you if you your your ability to keep a consumer watching is mm-hmm. only going to drive attention right yeah and then the other things that matter are what saves yep. sending it to other people like yep. being able to kind of like you know send it to either friends the more that you interact with this piece of content the better that the piece of content will do and I tell my friends, the only reason that I go on social media is to get ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not purely enjoying, you know, just scrolling to enjoy content. I'm like, okay, how can I recreate this? Love that. Saving them. I'm like, I'm not just swiping to swipe. Yeah. I'm like swiping for ideas. I'm swiping. I set a timer on my phone sometimes for 30 minutes on like TikTok and I'll just keep swiping and favoriting things. Yeah. And then I'll go to Instagram, do the same thing. And I'm addicted to that. It's like a, it's a process, man. You go, you have to consume and then recreate. So let's talk about this. I actually recently had this idea because I've, I was noticing my own behavior. I actually yeah. send a ton of like TikToks, uh, Instagram, even Twitter, like whenever I see something like, you know, that catches my attention on t- Twitter, I'll send it to myself, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to my, like my text messages because that's where mm-hmm. I kind of like everything is held. I think that there has to be some sort of value prop that's created from something where it's able to organize this information mm-hmm. and allow you to consume and also give you better content like moving forward. So yeah. I don't know what this, I don't know if it's an app, I don't know what this thing is, but I have noticed, I've, I've been asking a lot of people and I'm assuming that you do this as well. Yeah. So are you saving or are you sending to yourself? Uh, so I'll go through and favorite. Okay. Um, and then on Instagram, they have a save feature as well. So if I see a post I like, I'll just save it. And then I also, um, another thing that I do is, I think it's important, and I've been doing this lately, is to put music over your reels a little bit. So I'll go through and kind of see what the the top um, trending audios trending are. audios are, and I'll save them and then lightly put it over the videos. Yeah, um, and I think that helps kind of keep people on the video. Also helps the algorithm. I, I used to use that a lot. I found that it's kind of like starting because the trends are always changing. The algorithm is always changing. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me, I think that you know being able to. Uh, capture the attention of the consumer still is like the number one thing. It is. Um, what is coming up for you? So like, you know, uh, in terms of content creation, you mentioned that uh, a large portion of what you do is these property tours. Mm-hmm. What's the next step on them? Like, you know, how are you going to make these property property tours bigger and better? Yeah. So um, the toughest thing is getting in the door at these, at these homes. So, okay. Um, I've been trying to set up tours at, you know, I want to get bigger and better at these tours. So I'm trying to do higher, you know, upper end homes. Um, 
and it, it's tough to get in the door. So you have to have some sort of proof as far as engagement wise and show the agent or whoever you're trying to get in the door to show them proof that you can do this thing. Um, so I'm just trying to do more expensive homes, more nicer homes, um, and keep leveling up as far as that. Um, because one thing people want to see those and it helps me grow on social media. Yeah. And people, um, also see me and they're like, okay, this guy sells real estate. Yeah. Um, we need to reach out to him. So it kind of bounces off. Have you had anybody reach out to you because of the property tour and saying, Hey, I want you to do a property tour for me. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had that happen. And then, um, most of my leads and most of my business feeds off of the videos that I put out. Um, so either the, the person viewing the video, see it, or they'll send it to a friend that they're like, Hey, uh, these people are looking for a house. They may like this one and they'll tag them in the video or send it to them. And then they'll reach out to me and say, Hey, um, can I see this house that you did a tour on? Mm -hmm. I've had that happen a lot. Um, so I'm like, man, this is working. So I'm just, I just keep putting them out. Yeah. Um, when you first did like your first property tour, um, was that just like, you know, something that you just decided to do or was there like a strategic like purpose behind it? Like, did you see somebody else do a property tour and you did it yourself? Yeah. Uh, so I watch a lot of YouTube as well. So, um, on YouTube, I've always been addicted to watching, um, uh, home tours. Okay. So I see, um, the higher up agents doing these tours mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. Like I'm sitting here watching this video. So, um, you know, a lot more people are too. And um, I'm like, this is going to create a good leverage point uh, with my business with creating these videos and giving people a different perception of the house. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of fell in love with watching them myself, consuming them, and then I put it into action. Um, gotcha. And yeah. what, what's the biggest challenge for you when creating content? Coming up with ideas easily. I mean, it is so tough. You have to sit down and just really think. Um, if you're just starting out with content, um, and it's for your business, I would start out asking yourself, okay, what are the top questions that you get asked? Mm -hmm. Write those down and then formulate an answer with a good hook and create that video. Yeah. So one of the biggest questions I get asked is, is now a good time to buy? Yeah. Is now a good time to sell? So I've continuously made those videos. And obviously you're only going to come up with so many ideas. So over time, you're going to have to just recreate that topic. Yeah. Gary Vee does a lot of this talking about patience. That's right. You know, he said that a million times, but... Um, you know, the million first time is maybe when the consumer will understand it. That's right. Uh, one of the pieces of content that, you know, I, and I, I connect with this a lot because that is a huge part of content creation because these trends are always happening, right? Yeah. And uh, recently, uh, one of my team members came to me and gave me this piece of content. And it was something uh, about a specific topic. And we wanted to convert it to the, serve the purposes of a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's kind of like difficult when you're watching it to really understand. So I just got out pen and paper. Yeah. I was like, we're going to write down what this person is saying. And then I immediately, like after I wrote everything down, I was like, okay, well, why is it funny? Because mm -hmm. once you break that down of understanding, okay, well, it's because of the alliteration. Mm -hmm. It's because of kind of like, uh, this is the reason why. Then you can reverse engineer that and say, exactly. hey, how can we put in like, you know, the twist, right? Because the twist is what's important. Yeah. Is after you get the piece of content, how do you form it to the serve the purposes of what you're doing? Yeah. Um, While being short. 
while being short, right? Like it's yeah. kind of like all kind of like driving driving that. But I think the intentionality behind it, I think oftentimes like you think about it and if it doesn't come to you immediately, mm-hmm. you just kind of like, you know, let it go. But what I would encourage people to do is dive down, like write down what's happening in the audio, yeah. write down what's happening, kind of like what, what the text is on the screen and mm-hmm. why people are, why this is becoming a trend. And if you break it down like that, I think you'll get to your end goal a lot quicker. Yeah. yeah, I think it's super important to write stuff down on paper and see it. Um, for one, you're going to know it better and you're going to understand it better. Because if you're talking to the camera and you don't understand the topic or deliver what you're meaning to deliver to people, um, it's useless. So I think you have to dumb things down for people. Keep it simplistic as possible, yet powerful. Yeah. Um, so I write all my ideas down, all the hooks. So now I'm scripted. And once you're scripted, I can fly through those videos. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about habits. Yeah. All right. Um, Ryder, as a, as a fitness <laughs> fitness type of guy, what yeah. what is kind of like your day to day habits? Like, what is your yeah. weekly habits? Yeah. So we hit them five a.m. workouts, boy. Five a.m. Well, I, I wake up at five. Usually get what to the gym about to six. Uh, so lately, <clears throat> I've been trying to go to bed around ten um, because I've been hitting those early morning workouts. Yeah. How many hours is that? Ten. Two in the front, so seven seven hours? Yeah, seven. I think you have to get for me it works like seven, eight hours. Okay. If I get those amount of that that amount of sleep, I wake up pretty rejuvenated. Did you start out like that? Let's talk uh, about because I, I think a lot of people, oh man, five AM, that sounds so early, right? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Did was that something that you had to transition into? And um, how did you get yourself there? Yeah, so I've always had a discipline of going to the gym every day, but my times have switched like um Sometimes I would work out in the evenings and then I'll switch to a morning routine. Um, lately, I've been in the routine of hitting the morning workouts, um, going to bed early so I can get up um, get up early. And that's been working. And uh, if I hit a 6 a.m. workout, I feel so much better throughout the day. Mm. So I think it's a discipline thing. You have to be disciplined to get in the bed you know, at a reasonable time so you can get up and do your thing. Um, but no, my habits have pretty much switched over time as far as times. But my discipline has always been there with getting to the gym and eating right. So at what point were you waking up like later? So were you waking up at like a seven or eight typically? Yeah. Yeah. I will say I got that way for a while and then I would hit workouts in the evening. And then I got to where I'm most productive in the morning. So I'm like, I need to wake up as early as possible Mm -hmm. and get it going. Yeah. Um, So then I kind of switched back to the 5 a.m. And that's what I'm doing now is waking up five, hitting the gym about six. Uh um, And then I'm super productive. How'd you do it? How how did you get to yourself to be waking up that early? I think I'm I'm not doing that. I can tell you right now. uh, I go to the gym every single morning, but I can't wake up at five o'clock. I think it's a mixture of motivation and discipline. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't want to get up. You do? Yeah. You have that. For sure. Everyone does. How do you fight through it? Discipline. You th- motivation only lasts a period of time. You have to d- you have to learn discipline, and that discipline is going to lead you to an everyday, I got to do this. Yeah. Because I know where I want to be, and I know what I want to look like, so I have to put in the work day in and day out. And it's like... That little voice on the side of your shoulder is just telling you, hey, sleep you can another take, you, 10. Yeah, sleep, the bed feels so good. Just sleep another 10 minutes. You big snoozer? You, you to, snooze? Sometimes, man. Yeah. I fight it as much as possible. <laughs> I'm human, man. So I'm like, but I, I mean, I have to just like get up and do it for one, my mental health, but also I know that 
I want to be in shape. I want to look good. I want to yeah. feel good. So I have to do it. It's one of my staples. Yeah. And I think that every person should make the time to work out during the day, whether it's walking, running, something to stay active and get your body moving. Yeah. Um, even if you don't want to look like, you know, ripped six pack abs, still it's for your health and your well-being. Uh, in terms of that style of fitness, of getting ripped, like mm-hmm. it, we always hear the term of that's actually uh, happens in the kitchen, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so what is what are the eating habits like for you then? Um, so for me, I know um, I count my calories still, so I'm tracking my food pretty much, um, and I think it's important to know your macros. Um, but if you're just starting it's out, so much to keep up with though. It's not. You it's just gotta not? learn it. But if you're just starting out and you're a beginner, say a lot of people just started with the new year with yeah. their resolutions. I think it's important um, to track your food. Whatever you're eating, log it into I use my fitness pal. Log it into my fitness pal and see how much you're truly eating. Yeah. Um, because people who want to lose weight, typically they're actually under eating. Yeah. So you'd be shocked at how much food you're actually consuming during the day. Sure. Um, so most people are under eating and they actually tend to have to eat more to get their metabolism back boosting to feel good and also lose that weight. So I think that's a common misconception, right? Where, mm-hmm. where like, because we're always, we're fed this like, okay, calories in, calories out, yeah. right? So, you know, when you say metabolism, how do you know when your metabolism is actually working properly? Yeah, I think uh, for one, you're going to feel better, but also be able to um, to gain weight and lose weight um, without um, your health feeling without you feeling bad in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you're 200 pounds and you're wanting to lose some, um, and you cut out carbs, you may lose that weight, but as soon as you eat a carb, you're going to blow it back up. So, I don't think you need to cut out foods. I mean, you need to eat carbs. You need to take in calories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, for one, it's healthier, but two, you're going to see better results mm-hmm. um, from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint. How many calories should one be eating each day? Uh, that typically, that depends Changes. each person to person. Yeah, so I'm, um, I was 195 this morning. I'm eating around 3,500 calories right now. Wow. That's a lot of calories. That's a ton of calories. But um, my but body's so But you're also, wor- like, your workouts are extremely heavy, right? Like, I'm assuming yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, and you're extremely, like built out with like, you know, cause muscles consume more calories than anything else. Yeah. And it's learning your body too. So, um, I went through a lot of, a lot of trials with my body, learning what foods I like, you know, how many calories I need to be taking in. And, uh, I have my body type. I have to eat a ton of food in order to gain the weight that I want to gain. Yeah. So if I want to get above 200, I have to be taking in a lot of calories. Did you ever compete? Uh, I did one time. How was it? I, I wasn't a fan of it, um, but I, I did only do it one time, so maybe I need to try it again. Um, but um, When was this? This was uh, the summer of 21, I think 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did uh, summer shredding in Houston, Texas. Um, so I just didn't like almost killing myself. Like the first three <laughs> weeks out, two weeks out, like I was literally, it was affecting my relationships. It was affecting myself. I was getting oh, depressed because you're cutting out so much food. I was literally on like a week out, week out, two weeks out. I was on like 30, 40 carbs with like an hour stair climber. Like I was destroying myself. So I more so like fitness just to feel good. And um, is everybody that's competing on that level doing that? 
like it's like a mental mental game where yeah, they it's are a huge mental game. Really? Yeah, because you're cutting out you're cutting out food to get to that level of body fat to where you're just super dried out. I mean, the day of you have to like cut out water to just you know dry yourself out so much. Mm. Um, so I don't really like that feeling, um, but some people love the uh, the process of competing. Yeah. So a ton of people do it. Um, I'm just not in love with that process. Yeah. Um, I like to look good, but I also don't like to get down to that level of body fat where it's miserable. Yeah. I, I guess like, you know, like if, if that's what makes you happy, then yeah. so be it. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, that's a huge point is like happiness is everything, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever you do, we, we, we live our lives in a time period where I think you have the opportunity to make the choice mm-hmm. of what you want to do. Exactly. Um, and so for me, like, you know, if that's what floats your boat, then so be it. But exactly. w- same thing with you. It's like if you, that's not what you like. Yeah. I don't think you should do ever do that again. Yeah, I'm just in love with lifting. I'm yeah. in love with lifting and eating right. Yeah. It makes me feel good. It makes uh, you know, makes me do better in business and it just makes me better overall. And I love the I love to just be like disciplined with eating, working out in business. Like that makes me happy when I'm working out and eating right and Let's talk about some future stuff. Yeah. What you got planned for this year? What's the big moves? Yeah, so I just want to get better uh with myself. Um, for one, um, getting better at business, getting better at real estate, um, doing more sales. Um, I quadrupled my sales from last year, um, this year from last year. Awesome. Um, so I want to do even more this year. I want to buy another investment property. Um, and other than that, from business, I want to develop my relationships better and really surround myself and continue to surround myself with the right people because the right people around you, you're an average of the people around you. So I want to surround myself with the best people possible who are disciplined and who are driven to take themselves and the people around them to the next level. Um, so I'm super motivated and especially starting a new year. Um, I really just want to double down on myself and my business to take it to a whole nother level. Are there any like emerging, uh, technologies or businesses that excite you? Yeah, well, I think uh, I think technology is getting crazier and crazier. Like we just saw recently, um, so AI has become a big thing. It's wild. It is. So uh, <laughs> we saw the app that came out the other day. This was like a couple weeks ago, where um, you submitted like ten selfies and it, um, you know, created like yeah, a, like the a digital like it, yes. version of yourself. It's crazy. Do you do it? I did it. I, I fell into the trap. <laughs> Because everyone was feeding off each other. So that company who uh, did that, they made like $10 million in one week off that app. How did they do that? What, what was the money coming from? You had to you pay? Had to pay. To, yeah, oh, you it was did? like 10 bucks. Yeah. I was like, man, I got to. It was cool. It looked so cool. So I was it like, does man, look awesome. I got to do this. So I did it. And so did everyone else. Like crazy. $10 million in one week. That's crazy. And then we recently just saw this chat GPT thing come out. Let's day. talk about this thing. So this thing is crazy. Talk, uh, tell for the audience that doesn't know what is ChatGPT. Yeah, so it's a website. You pretty much create an account. So I created an account, and then it's basically you can say anything, anything to this computer system that's like a human. Um, so it'll give you like a human-like response within seconds. Um, so the other day, I got it to make a YouTube script for me. So I said, write a YouTube script on such and such. And it literally wrote a YouTube script out for you. Yeah. And then you can say um, something like, make it longer. So I type, can you make it longer? And it did a long version for me. And I'm like, this is insane. That's wild. And you can, I mean, anything that I typed in there, it gave me an answer. 
So, so copy now has been, you know, copy is the reference of like writing, right? Like, yeah. you know, uh, that kind of like is equivalent to each other. I think now what you're going to see is that job potentially becoming completely obsolete because mm-hmm. there's these AI kind of like functions that are able to do that. Uh, one question I would have maybe for, you know, any copywriters or AI people is like, what does this mean for your job? I know. Right? Like that, that that's wild to me because there are professions that this is all that they do. Journalism mm-hmm. as well, right? Like, you yeah. know, what if, if this is what's going to happen, yeah. like, you know, how does that change everything? Yeah. Um, Just like uh, another thing that I played with on there is, uh, and this is for real estate agents, um, <clears throat> like as far as sending out weekly emails about the market and other topics, you can say, write an email on the market crazy. update. And it gives you a market update. So you, it's kind of like a cheat code. Um, yeah. But the question to me is, is it ef- as effective as somebody writing? Because I think that yeah. that authenticity still has to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think what we're doing right now is we kind of like let it give us ideas and then mm-hmm. we will kind of like mold it to the purposes that we need. Yeah. I think recently there was, um, I, I'll have to go find it. Uh, I can put it on the screen if possible. But um, basically, this individual uh, put out a tweet, a series of tweets. It's like mm-hmm. a tweet thread. And it got the most views that this person has ever received. And then it came out at a later time that it was written by AI. And that is the moment of like, you know, hey, like what is going it's on crazy. right now? It's, it's, it's basically mm-hmm. all like changing that, you know, direction. Yeah. But speaking of content, so right now we're seeing a ton of content of like, okay, well, chat GPT helped me did this. How, chat GPT helped me did that, do this or that, do that, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things I think that a, a hilarious piece of content would be like, hey, Ch- chat GTP helped me birth my child or, or something yeah, like yeah. extreme like that. Cause I think, you know, that's kind of like within line yeah. and I think it would be a pretty funny co- piece of content. So yeah. I'm putting you on the spot, but what would you kind of like put out there for like chat GPT help me did something ridiculous? Yeah. So I haven't played with it too much, but it did write me a full YouTube script the other day. Yeah. And I was pretty amazed by that. Yeah. For one thing, um, when you're talking about it, it kind of sounds like a Google, but this, what I like about it, and it gives you it gives you the answers all in one place. That's right, and it writes it out like a human human response would. That's right. Um, so it it kind of amazed me with that, but I have to dive in more deep into it. Um, but that did impress me when it wrote a YouTube script out because that's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Um, when you're just thinking and writing stuff down. What what uh, other technologies are interesting to you? <sighs> I don't know. There's constantly stuff coming out. Like okay, TikTok is obviously the newest thing, but eventually there's going to be something else. So it's just things are getting crazier. Um, but I think things will stick to the short form content for right now, but more apps I think will continue to develop. Um, but for right now, I've been playing with chat GPT and I don't, I don't know what else is out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, if there's a word of advice that you have for entrepreneurs in yeah. this, in this period of time, cause we are going into a period of time where it's about to be different, right? Like yeah. it, it, the economy is not nearly as robust as it was in, you know, the 20, 20 21, and 22. Mm-hmm. If there is a word of advice that you would have for entrepreneurs, what do you think it would be? Yeah, so for me, um, I kind of follow in in every niche and anything you want to do, there's most likely a person that's kind of at the top. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to copy that person, but you kind of want to bounce ideas off of that person, what they did to get to where they are. 
and then that kind of will give you an idea of what you need to do in order to get to your goal. Um, so I follow a lot of real estate guys in my niche, and I'm like, okay, they did this, and I'm following them and kind of seeing what works. So I think um, you need to find out what you want to do first, and then how do you want to get there and do the things necessary, stay disciplined, stay motivated, and you're going to see the snowball effect every time. It's not going to happen today, and it's not going to happen next year probably, but it will happen. I don't think there's hardly any overnight success stories. That's right. Um, but I think you'll see the progress over time if you just work and, and believe in yourself. Ryder, I want to t- thank you for coming to the show. Uh, this is, again, a different format. I do want to ask the audience, if you like this format, uh, please drop it in the comments below. And uh, I appreciate it, man. Happy, yes, sir. Happy 2022, and then looking forward to everything we accomplish in 2023. That's right. Let's go.